0: Today's episode of Your Stories is brought to you by the Lagunitas Brewing Company's Chicago Tap Room and Beer Sanctuary. Come for fresh beer, live music, and killer food Wednesdays through Sundays, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Bring your group and hop on a brewery tour seven days a week. Swing by the Lagunitas Tap Room in Pilsen, or find some near you at lagunitas.com. Life is uncertain. Don't sip.
1: Well, hello there, Your Stories family. New host Shelby here. And to kick our time off as new host for the show, Chris and I wanted to share some of our favorite episodes. For my first pick, I wanted to share an episode that showed me why I truly loved what Your Stories was and was so excited about what it could be. This is November 2012's episode, The Sporting Life. It's a real throwback. You can hear a story from yours truly if you go to part two, but I chose part one because it contains everything you could want from an episode. There's lots of laughs, there's even a few inside jokes. Cover Stories absolutely rocks out with songs that it's hard to not sing along to. The stories feature your story's veterans, and they are each taking a unique perspective on a thing that they just aren't supposed to like as nerds. Good old sports. Also, it doesn't hurt that this episode contains my favorite story of all time. Which story is that? You'll have to listen to find out, but I'll give you a hint. The story involves spreadsheets. This episode comes from the early days, but going back and listening to them is a great reminder that no matter how many shifts and changes the show has had over the years, it's always had a great heart.
0: All right, so we're gonna play a couple songs where uh, it may not be immediately apparent while paper? we're playing them. The paper. so try to figure out why we're playing these songs, but they're also cool songs. Here. <laughs>
2: you smiling at everyone I can tell you my love for you will still be strong after the boys of summer have gone
0: I like to think of this as the sensitive bridge. <laughs>
2: You can never look back! <laughs> I thought I knew what love was What did I know? Those days are gone forever I should just let them go But I can see you The crowds can't shine in the sun You got the top pulled down And radio on, baby I can tell you
0: Nice recovery there. (laughs) (laughs) Don Henley or the Ataris. (laughs) I appreciate you saying Deadhead instead of Black Flag. Thank you for doing that for me. You're welcome. (laughs) And for Don Henley. Two, three, by Outfield. Ah. <laughs> uh, coming up next we have uh Andrew Bentley. Yeah.
3: Andrew Bentley. Yeah. So some people stand in, I'm gonna sit that most mirrors my own personal experiences with sports here. <laughs> On hearing that the subject of this month's nerdlogs was sport, my thoughts hitched, not singularly I should think, given the season, onto fantasy football. Uh, This is my first year playing, and so, inevitably, Every week brings some new flash of insight crashing down upon me like a bolt from the heavens. <laughs> I'll resist the urge, though, to expound on these strokes of personal genius. I'm far from the first nerd to machete my way through this particular jungle. <laughs> and I'll, I'll trust some old veteran, say, someone who didn't have to look up Tight End on Wikipedia, <laughs> to pillage its trip. Uh, I will, though, say that in also playing XCOM Enemy Unknown this week, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. All right, I, uh, I experienced a disorienting juxtaposition when I switched from one roster to another. It's a dichotomy of give and take. As frustrating as it may be that Lance Moore doesn't seem to level up no matter how many games... <laughs> I do have to admit that he is, at least, marginally less likely to be incinerated by extraterrestrial plasma on any given Sunday. (laughs) But is this fair?
4: That question brings me to the teeth
3: of my observations for the evening. Footballers are American royalty, hallowed and feted by our society for essentially the same reasons as modern European royalty tradition and entertainment. But while Princess Brigala of Hungary might at least be asked to officiate some dreary festival of national heritage, or marry her third cousin with a hair lip and his own branch at the local tabloids, <laughs> NFL players are really only asked for one thing beyond their intrinsic duties as sportsmen. To be role models. And they don't exactly, pardon my mixed metaphor, knock it out of the park. <laughs> They're not the worst people. But if Steve Harvey but if Steve Harvey had you in his sweaty polyester grip, forcing you to name an institution a hundred people might have called Bastions of Moral Rectitude and Social Responsibility, admit it, it wouldn't be footballers. Somewhere among the Wheaties boxes and Gatorade bottles and designer cock rings, we've rescued them. We've, we've recused them from their accountability to youth of middle America. I stand by it. <laughs> this is unacceptable. In the Aztec Empire, a prince was chosen on an annual basis. He was pampered, honored, waited on hand and foot, and deferred to with absolute obedience. And at the end of the year, to ensure a good crop of maize, he was executed. I would advocate for something similar. <laughs> Don't don't get me wrong. Our out-of-control ethanol industry is by no means in need of further subsidy by way of human sacrifice. <laughs> but perhaps the likes. Of <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Nailed, it.
1: nailed it. Nailed
4: it. <laughs> all
3: uh, but. Perhaps the likes of Ben Roethlisberger could do our impressionable progeny more use as an example of basic safety habits rather than the malleable double standard of our legal system. I'm sorry, we could say to our sons as they selected his jersey from the rack at our local Macy's, but didn't you see the papers today? Ben Roethlisberger was struck down in a crosswalk after forgetting to look both ways. (laughs) Here are the autopsy photos. Alas, Andrew Jr., Michael Vick, won't be playing this week. He got reckless and ran with scissors. Here's what's left of his head. (laughs) And Kobe's no longer with us either, I'm afraid. We shot him because he's a rapist. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, even dipping into other sports like that, there may not be enough obvious malefactors to fuel our nation's need for object lessons of household peril. So, I'm afraid some of the virtuous might also be asked to make the ultimate sacrifice for the future of America's young men. After all, juvenile use of uh, Roman candles is at a four year high. And how much football was Tim Tebow really playing this season anyway? <laughs> Thank you very much.
0: At first, I was going to talk about fantasy football too because I love it. And you guys play fantasy? I know some
2: Woo-hoo! of you do. Yeah.
0: Anyone winning today? No.
2: Yeah! Yeah! No, no. Bam!
0: I've been playing for four
2: years and I've never figured out. It's luck. Yeah, I, just, I just pick all
5: of the, the worst players.
0: But do you know what a tight end is though? <laughs> I, so, I think so. you're setting
6: yourself up for bad fun.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I
6: really wasn't. I, just, I really wasn't. The best, yeah. The best. best. I'm going be to think of one now. now. Charlie Manson! Woo! I'm not going to lie, I do talk about tight ends in
4: this.
6: (laughs) Alright, so, uh, the last time I was here, we were talking, uh, I spoke a lot about my action figures and I came out as an action administrator. (laughs) But now is the time to actually truly delve into this cavern of a topic for me. Um, When the topic of Nerdologues was sports, I realized that there was no better place to fully reveal my secret hobby. A secret that includes video games, Excel spreadsheets... (laughs) Statistical analysis, and fan fiction. <laughs> uh, I have a slight obsessive nature when it comes to classification and organization. If I were a Batman rogues gallery, I, I would be the classifier. My alter ego would be Dr. Jonathan Ruh, or Jean for short. <laughs> I've never really watched or played sports as a kid. Uh, While the Broncos were winning their second Super Bowl, I was busy defeating the Sorceress Sisters Kotake and Kume in the Spirit Temple of Hyrule. In college, I had to start making new friends, and sports was such a large part of the conversation that I could ignore it no longer. The fastest way to learn about the rules of sports, the teams of sports, and the players of sports was to play NBA Live and Madden on PlayStation Two. <laughs> slowly, I learned about three in the key and the value of an athletic tight end, <laughs> who is the guy who blocks on the line. Then also, you can use a re- as a receiver. Just so.
2: oh. yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah.
6: Uh, I played these games constantly because they were fun, also because they gave me more things to classify. I started to get an imagination about my players and teams in these games, and I realized that these were essentially just action figures, and I could organize them to different places. I started to think how fun it would be to make trades and reorganize teams. What if scenarios started running through my head, and I started to refurbish my rosters? In 2005, this blossomed into a retroactive continuity of both the NBA and the NFL. (laughs) Seven years ago, it was just scribbles on a piece of binder paper in my law class. (laughs) But now, for the first time in public, I will present to the people my private fantasy leagues. (laughs) (laughs) Every year when Madden is released to the public, most people are excited to play the game. I am excited to update the rosters and the ratings with the improved year-over-year basis of statistics and numbers. All right, so... This is the depth chart. This is just the top portion. This is a screenshot because it's the most I could fit on this page. Sorry, podcast yeah, listeners. Yeah. This is a partial screenshot of my depth chart. Seven years ago, I did a fantasy draft and I decided to stay consistent from year over year. So every Labor Day weekend, I spend about 52 hours...
2: Uh, oh, Jesus!
6: completely organizing every roster to fit the team of the year prior, set up the incoming rookie class, and sign free agents. Oh my God. During this time, I also multitask by catching up on fresh air and WTF podcasts. <laughs> Alright. So this is the current division standings of the 2013 NFL season by conference, division, and league. Jeez. All wins and losses are determined through objectivity. <laughs> it- Every week, every game is played on Madden, and I make it a CPU versus CPU so the talent of the player speaks for itself. <laughs> Sadly, my Bears are 0 and 6. But it's a tough schedule, and they have Matt Castle as a quarterback, so. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Alright. Here are the line charts and graphs of the seasons mapped out over a weekly win basis on each division. Oh my god! <laughs> This is a week by week. The second set of lines is actually last year, so you can actually do a comparison. So if you zoom, you see the bills aren't doing as well as they did last year. This is the line graphs of the maps of the total wins for each and every team of the past eight years of my life. The Jets and the 49ers are consistently the best thanks to Mate uh, Brady and Manning, retro, uh, you know, respectively. I actually have bolded the best teams over the entire conference, and then you'll see the dashed lines are actually the worst teams over time, which was the Falcons or the Redskins. The Redskins, yeah. Redskin. Redskins. Yeah. Well, Roethlisberger actually almost won him a title two years ago, so. <laughs> I did say almost here are the Super Bowl champions from the last three years. Aaron Rodgers, Maurice Jones, Drew, and Calvin Johnson actually beat Roethlisberger last year. And then Erlacher and the Bills over the Seahawks. And then it goes on and on. Uh, for fun, I actually analyzed the statistics from the past 10 years to determine who would be the winners from 95 to 2002. And Brett Favre and his Cowboys won a lot. <laughs> Um, the NFL season is swift and it's interesting to see the parody of the wins every year, but this can only be resolved by actually playing the video game itself, which is fun Uh, it's a joy to watch too I wish I could say the same about the NBA (laughs) the last time we uh, spoke I just turned back a page Uh, let's see the NBA is less time consuming because there's only 50 15 players per rosters as opposed to 53 but there are too many games so last year i decided if i'm going to be the commissioner of my fake league i might as well make up the rules to my fake league <laughs> so now the nba season does not begin until christmas day and we only play 65 games every year
2: <laughs>
6: oh here is the view of every single team's schedule from the last year this is not determined by video games this is their actual schedule um and because they have eliminated season mode, I had to create the season myself. Not every game is played on the PlayStation 3, but wins and losses are determined by an average of points per game in a head-to-head basis. Of course, the best teams uh, have losses as well, otherwise it it couldn't be completely objective, Uh, and Kobe Bryant would be completely undefeated with his New York Knickerbockers. (laughs)
4: <laughs>
6: Here's a snapshot of the most competitive division this year. This is the Eastern Conference Athletic division, uh, Atlantic Division. The numbers are points per game totals that I update weekly during my lunch break. <laughs> While watching television in this other view, I
4: multitask.
6: Also, the NBA playoffs became too predictable, so I instituted a single elimination tournament where the worst eight teams in both conferences would play for the eighth spot in the playoffs. Uh, and I also made the second prize the number one pick in the draft because, frankly, the lottery is complete garbage. <laughs> so of course we had some problems where the Hawks just kept winning because they were just so good. And that's just the draft. I mean, they just made good choices year over year. <laughs> um, out of curiosity, I also analyzed the stats from 1996 on so that these historic championships runs of Michael Jordan and his Los Angeles Lakers.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
2: uh,
6: yeah, so, uh... Nerd! Uh, 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 <clears throat> and next year I am actually considering bringing back the Vancouver Grizzlies and the Supersonics. Because <laughs> it's my league. <laughs> so, uh, to wrap this up, I know I've covered a lot of ground here and most of it is complete gibberish. Uh, because I'm speaking my own crazy language.
4: <laughs>
6: for the past five minutes. But this is what I do every single day. And it's a form of relaxation and stress relief. And it should be healthy. My therapist says it's good. <laughs> but it's slowly becoming a distraction and an obsession. And it's problematic because I spend 12 hours in one day building one roster when I should be you know, writing something or reading something. Uh, as fellow nerds, I'm sure you guys understand the fine line between hobby and obsession. <laughs> <laughs> And that it doesn't really exist. Um, but this hobby has no social, spiritual, or health benefit to me. Uh, the mental benefit is completely debatable. And I wish I had something profound to conclude about this, but um, I couldn't finish it because I had to help Drew Brees and his Lions beat win a game this morning. So that's as far as I got. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Charlie. That is so impressive. I, I'm blown away by Unironically, I think that's fucking awesome. I wish yeah, I had, had the tenacity to do yeah, that. Totally cool. Right? So cool. Oh, so cool. it is. You guys want to You're play? With me? Yes. Yeah. Um, Byron Hatfield, everybody.
7: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. When so when Eric when when I asked Eric what the subject was and he said sport, I was like. All right, well, I just got winded walking up the stairs up here, so (laughs) my background on this subject might be somewhat limited. Um, I am somewhat larger now. I went through a very athletic and fit phase. This story takes place before that, though, when I was much as I am now. (laughs) And the lesson I'm going to teach is very simple. My idea, uh, the thing I want to talk about about sport is cheating. This is (laughs) how I learned not to cheat. Uh, Now, at this particular time, since we all know... Athleticism at that moment. The sport in question: Larping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Live action role playing. If you don't know, um, so it's it, and it really it's not the traditional larping. Like it wasn't like enormous group of people that had all come together for a weekend and they're really doing it. This was that moment. Like we played D and D growing up constantly, and there comes a moment when you're all sitting around a board. <laughs> The parents are gone for the weekend, you're all 13, and everybody's sort of like, you know, we could do this for real. <laughs> <laughs> and we're sitting in my basement, we all start looking around, and it's amazing what you can weaponize. <laughs> it's, I look around, immediately I'm looking to my left, and I, and I think, I'm like, holy shit, I remember like there's an old shower curtain rod that I've looked at several times. And I'm like, this is the moment. This is what I've been waiting for. This is literally why I know this thing is here. So I use a, like a rubber grommet and I put it down for like the handle guard. Um, and, and I might as well go ahead and say now, this is like literally cut to the montage. <laughs> Your song starts playing. We're all looking at each other and we're like, let's do this. <laughs> let's, let's do Let's put, Like, We're going to all take an hour. We're going to build some armor. We're going to get some weapons going. And we're going to figure this out. We're, gonna, we're gonna, we do, you know, montage, everybody's like running around the house, we're putting things together, I've got shield, I've got, it's a hand and a half, it's a bastard sword is what I've got, <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and get out, gives a really nice link, everything's great about it, uh, the problem is I'm also the DM of the group, so it's up to me to figure out how we're going to do this. Uh, the way I do it is like we, I literally build mini adventures man i 've got scrolls that have like burnt so they look old. I build a brazier in the forest out of gasoline. It's a fucking miracle. my house didn't just go up in flames at this point. So we lived on a rather large plot of very heavily wooded areas. Um, but man, I was like playing characters in hoods. I would go on to be a director by the way, if you don't know me. Um, I was like wearing hoods. everybody was playing different characters. It was a really amazing adventure. Um, so as we make our way around our small, Two, you know acre plot of land doing this amazing adventure, people are fighting. It's, frankly, pretty awesome the first time somebody takes a wooden dowel spear that they <laughs> built and throws it at someone. There were somewhat safety measures. You know, we had put cotton around the end of things, or not great measures. Like, OSHA wouldn't show up and be okay with it, but it was, was alright. So, The issue becomes this. Because I'm the DM, Dungeon Master, I am also, in my mind, the ultimate bad guy. So when the hero of the quest, Jason Hess, Jason's a really good guy. Jason also was a really good soccer player and athlete. So I don't know why I thought to put myself as his nemesis on the other side of this. (laughs) So we come to the final climactic battle. Everybody's been done. They found all of the rubies and the treasures and have had a great time. Everybody's sort of sweating, except for Jason. It's <laughs> fit. <laughs> I take my bastard sword. Jason <laughs> had fashioned a morning star. He pulls out the <laughs> here's a damn ball of wood he found and nailed it like hammered nails in.
4: <laughs>
7: <laughs> and I was like, oh, no! <laughs> I'm like... I'm backing down. That's my game. So we proceed to fight. Now, now, we did a points-based system, so it was like touch-based. So if you're fighting... And, you know, you pretty much aim for the weapons. It's like nobody's trying to kill each other here. We're having a good time. You try to get maybe a leg swap or something like that. Or, or we did have somebody that had a little bow and arrow thing you'd construct, or a little backpack full of spears. And he would throw. Uh, you know, if you had hit, you maybe had like three hit points, basically. So in this fight... Jason had to hit me an unknown amount of times. Three. Uh, I forced the issue because he got me three times. We're fighting. First of all, this thing's not a pleasant thing to get hit by, but it's not a big thing. Uh, I got some scrapes or whatever, but here's the thing I left out about my sword. So it's made to hold up a shower curtain. And at the very end, it fits in a little grommet. It means it's got an open edge. Around the side, which I did not put cotton on because I didn't intend on stabbing anyone. But I did. Oh, no. oh. When I stabbed Jason in the face,
2: oh. Oh,
7: no. here's what happened. <laughs> While we were searching for his tooth, no. Derek, our other friend, his mom goes ahead and pulls up now because it's about time we were supposed to be done. She rolls up in their Subaru, and we're all just immediately in, you know, like just thirteen-year-old boy like cover mode. We're just like, what are we going to say? Like, I have we're we're here. We're in battle armor. He's bleeding out of his face. Derek is obviously holding a tooth, and we're just nothing to be said. Um, if I just let him go to three hits this would have never happened. He wouldn't have a fake hit, he wouldn't have a fake tooth if I'd just let him go. But I cheated, because he got me three times and I went to four, and that guy lost a tooth for it. So I didn't really learn a lesson, but Jason <laughs> now knows to never let me cheat.
0: Hatfield. I, at the start of that story, I was like, man, I kind of want to watch Role Models. And at the end, I was like, I want to watch your story in real life. That was awesome. Um, then we are on to the last story of our night, Mr. Mark Woo! Okay, our
2: second to last
0: story. I'm sorry. Chris is
8: exercising his birthday, right? Don't make me close. I'm not a closer. Sports humor. Uh, this is good Uh, i'm a big san francisco giants fan and they're playing right now so i've been checking they're winning but in hindsight when they lose later this podcast is going to be hilarious (laughs) Uh, what do you do when all the horses drown (laughs) this single question haunted me for the entirety of my high school life I know it's hard to tell by looking at the doughy, sweaty fella built like Knocked Up Seth Rogen as opposed to Green Hornet Seth Rogen, but once, a long time ago, I used to play water polo. When you tell people that you play water polo, they always uh, say the same thing. What do you do when all the horses drown? Yep. You're the first person that's asked me that. I had the same canned response. It's not as bad as you think, but it's hell pulling them out of the pool filter. (laughs) Lame response for an even lamer joke. I'd been swimming my whole life. I started uh, competing at eight years old, day after day, lap after lap, 25 yards, wall to wall, over and over again. Swimming is an odd thing. You're constantly moving, but you're never really going anywhere. Water polo was a relief after all that time swimming. In polo, you swim towards a ball. You swim the ball towards a goal. And if you're any good, you throw a volleyball-sized ball past a goalie into a soccer-sized goal. Now, the catch is, the entire time, the opposing team is not only swimming after the same ball, but they're punching, kicking, and doing everything short of drowning you, and if truth be told, if the ref isn't looking, actually actively drowning you. (laughs) It's a combination of basketball, lacrosse, and rugby uh, in 6 to 12 feet of water. When you grow up spending all your time swimming, it leaves little time to play any other sport. As such, I am to this day unable to throw a basketball, uh, baseball, football, or shoot a basketball with any proficiency. So when I discovered polo, it was the first time in my life that I was actually good at a competitive sport. Polo at my high school was a rather serious endeavor. The team had been run, like all good high school sports, by a megalomaniacal despot who fancied himself a shaper of young minds. In this case, this shaper was named Wes Lye. A five foot, maybe six inch guy who assured us that he had played water polo in high school, although he wasn't very good, he was determined to, uh, determined to turn all of us into Olympic caliber athletes, whether we liked it or not. He was the kind of person that would try and guess your body fat for fun. A when Coach wanted to make a point, he would do so by throwing a ball at the back of your head. I once saw him pull one of the flags that they tie backstroke uh, flags to, or I saw him pull one of the poles that they tie backstroke flags to out of the ground and throw it like a spear into the pool. He didn't hit anyone, but it wasn't for lack of trying. I honestly just think he wasn't that good of a shot. He made it his mission to ensure that we were in the uh, that we made water polo our mission. Our day started at 5:30 before school. We would swim laps and work on endurance. One favorite drill was to fill up an Alhambra water jug, you know, the the kind they keep in your office. Uh, Then you tread water while it emptied out, and you tried not to drown. Uh, I'm just going to save myself and you guys some time. Whenever I say something about polo, just add, and try not to drown to the end of it. (laughs) See, that really is the main objective of the game. Practice after school went from 3 to 5.30. We'd swim some more and then work on the various aspects of the game. Uh, we would have games once a week and then tournaments on the weekend. And Uh, Poland was less of a sport and more of a vocation. I don't want to make it sound all bad. I certainly had fun doing it most of the time, but if I'm being honest with myself, I can't believe I spent so much of uh, my life doing something that amounted to absolutely nothing. I couldn't tell you where any of the medals or trophies were, and to be honest, I don't think we even won that many? By the time my senior year rolled around, I realized that I wasn't going to be playing in college. College water polo in California is like a roller coaster. There are certain height requirements. And though my driver's license may say five foot ten, who are we fooling? <laughs> <laughs> my enthusiasm started to wane as I realized my time in the pool was coming to an end. One of my last memories of life in water polo was my coach calling a meeting after a particularly bad loss. He set us down in the weight room and one by one told us how bad we were at water polo. Now that didn't really bother me. I mean, he was the coach. If I wasn't any good, wasn't that kind of his fault as well? But then he took the time to tell us how we'd all amount to nothing beyond high school. Somehow my inability to make a game a priority in my senior year of high school was going to directly correlate to my inability to be a productive member of society. This molder of men and shaper of young minds called me lazy and apathetic. I don't know about lazy, but apathetic? Whatever.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
8: so in the future, if you happen to run into someone that plays water polo, skip the lame joke and instead ask them if they ever had to do jugs or what time they woke up for morning practice. Hell, I bet if you ask them if their coach was a pathetic little sociopath who enjoyed taking <laughs> his failures in life out on teenagers, they may even say yes.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you very much, Mark. That line in there, uh, I can't believe I spent so much of my life doing something that essentially amounted to nothing. That's what nerds are, dude. That's all we do. That's all we do. Uh, last story of the night is the birthday boy, Mr. Woo! Chris Geiger. Woo! 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 <laughs> so
5: I, I thought about this today, and and I was thinking about like whether I should talk about it or not, and I just decided why the fuck not because this is like alcohol is anonymous for 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 nerds. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> So I've never been much of a sportsman. I certainly enjoy sports. I like football. I enjoy basketball, I suppose. I like going to baseball games and eating and drinking. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh,
5: uh, So I like sports, uh, but there was one thing I did from middle school until today, uh, all day until I came here, uh, that has been my sporting competitive endeavor. And you might say, what it, and especially my roommate might say, "What did you What did you train for today?" Because you were in bed all day watching Thirty Rock, and I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. If you guessed Pokemon, you would be right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I love Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> and seen. Uh, no,
2: <laughs> See you all later.
5: Uh, yeah, no, from middle school until today, I've been playing Pokemon. Uh, and it, it's been intermittent. It's been an intermittent love affair. I couldn't tell you every single fucking Pokemon, but I could tell you the best ones. And, <laughs> and I could tell you the best moves, because that's all that's important. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coughing. Uh, and then, in middle school and high school, I played, and I didn't really, like, I wasn't competitive with it. Uh, and then in uh, in college, I was okay. And then, uh <laughs> Two years ago, I picked up Pokemon Diamond, uh, not Pokemon Pearl, because that sounds like a woman's like. Thing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> sounds like sounds like an applicator of some sort. <laughs> I picked up Pokemon, Pokemon Diamond. And then, consequently, like, all the Pokemons I missed and started literally collecting them all. Uh, and and uh, it was right around when Nerdlog started, and they made fun of me, re- like, so much for it while I was playing. And I did it in secret. Like, I spent all this time... In secret playing Pokemon and training them because there was a competition coming up in Chicago, right? And I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Like, for once in my life, I'm going to a competition and I'm going to fucking rock a competition. at something, you know? Like, so I like, I spent time on forums and on, like, message boards, and, like, talking to people about, like, the... I've watched YouTube videos. I was like, oh, yeah, so I'm going to get the ride on, and I'm going to get this in with this thing, and I'm going to sweep that guy and do that. All technical talk. Uh, I had the best team ever. Uh, I, and there's, there's... Believe it or not, in Pokemon, there is a really intense level of training called EV training uh, that is... That if you're competitive, that's what you know. Like, if you're just playing Pokemon, if you're a child and you're playing Pokemon, you don't ever have to know this. But if you're competitively training, then you're, like, buffing stats. You're fighting guys specifically to buff stats into a certain direction. So I was doing that for, like, days on end. You know, in between rehearsals and shows, I was, like, on the train, you know, buffing stats on things. And... Finally, so it finally was like, all right, Signed up for the competition. I go to the competition. I didn't tell anyone I was doing
4: this.
5: (laughs) My girlfriend at the time. I was just like, no, I'm just going. to the GameStop. And I, so I have my DS. Like, I have my fucking, like, four-man team, because they only have four mans for competitions. You know, like, the best team I've ever made. Like, the toughest team. And I'll tell you who they are later. Uh, I don't care for this. (laughs) But, uh, But, and I show up, and as you'd expect, there were a bunch of 12-year-olds.
6: <laughs>
5: that was the entire field, right? Destroy
6: them,
4: Chris.
5: <laughs> so that's what my thought was. <laughs> right? Cool. The time I was 24, I was like, I'm going to win this. <laughs> And all these 12-year-olds are there with their parents, you know, and they're like, yeah, and they have, like, their Pikachu hat, and, like, you know, uh, like, their their Pokemon jackets and stuff like that, and they're, like, ready, and they're, like, like, they're showing off their teams, they're like, I got this team because it's real cute, you know, I got, like, Pikachu, and I got all this stuff because it's real cute, and I like this team, and I'm like, I got the destroyer of worlds on my team, like, I have the team that will destroy your team, like, you put out a Pokemon, dead, put out a Pokemon, dead, put out a Pokemon, dead, I don't, fucking no quarter given on
4: my Pokemon.
5: I turned my Pokemon into real bastards. Like, like, you see the cartoon and they're like, we're gonna go win. My guys are like, no, fuck
4: all of you. We
5: will destroy worlds. So I was like standing there and I watched all these 12 year olds playing and I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I withdrew.
4: Um,
5: And, because you can play online, so I can still whoop ass online, but uh, I didn't want to crush all these 12, because I was 12 playing Pokemon in middle school, right? And I remember my really cute team of Pikachu and a Squirtle, Squirtle that I named Bubbles, and that I loved this team, and I crafted them so horribly into doing nothing. They were ineffectual you know, like slapping each other, you know, like, and thinking it was the best team on the planet, you know. And I had crunched the numbers. I had figured out the game, you know. And it didn't feel right to do that to them. So I withdrew, and now I still play, but I play for my own edification. Uh, and the kids can have the tournaments. So. Thank you. Chris.
0: Hey, guess what, Chris? Yeah, what? I actually do have a birthday present mm-hmm. for you.
2: I want to be the best No one run of oh, yeah. <laughs> To catch them is my real test To train them is my cause I will travel across the land Switching far and wide Each Pokemon to understand The power that's inside Oh, gotta catch them all
1: Catch them all Pokemon!
2: Yeah.
0: This podcast has been produced in association with the Nerdalogs. To find out more about the Nerdalogs and their shows, visit www.nerdalogs.com or Facebook.com
4: slash nerdalogs. Thanks for listening.